Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a glorious Monday here in Vegas. And all throughout the Raider Nation, brought to you by PT's 64-plus taverns here in the Valley. Best happy hour in town, 5 to 7. Midnight to 2, they fuel the monologue, and they've been my longest, proudest partner here. As we open up, which will be a big celebration today, as we insist on doing this every time the Raiders win, we insist. This is what we're going to do, and then I'm out of here for the week on Raiders bye week. Going to go back and try to travel the whole country See my mom and dad back in New York, then see my son in Oklahoma, catch a college football game. So I got one show this week. It's today. I'm going balls out. I'm excited. I barely slept. Did the post-game show last night. Did the Sirius XM show. Was at the Raiders this morning doing a podcast with Eric Allen. Special project we're working on for the Raiders. And I'm here for two hours, and then I'm gone. And I'm shutting it down, and I'm thrilled that the Raiders are 5-2. and two. I am thrilled at everything that's happening, considering what's been going on and what could have happened by the time the Raiders got to the bye week. If you are not celebrating the Raiders' accomplishments and them being 5-2 and two heading into the bye week, you don't know how to celebrate. And that would concern me with Christmas and the holidays coming up and Thanksgiving. We all have to practice now our celebration in advance of the holiday season because we got a great opportunity here to celebrate. And really enjoy what's happening here with the Raiders. It has been a bumpy road, to say the least, off the field this year. Issues surrounding the organization with the resignation of the former coach, John Gruden. Rich Passaccia taking over. And the Raiders are all business. Carr has one of the greatest games in NFL history from a percentage completion ratio. And the Raiders beat the Eagles handily at home in front of their fans on a great Sunday, and they send a large fan base home with a loss, which to me is a really important side story in all of this. So again, give me anything you want to talk about about the game. We knocked out the post-game show last night. It was pretty positive. I mean, Raiders were a little bit sloppy late in the game, trying to put it away, a little bit conservative. Whatever, they had a big lead. They scored 30 unanswered. They just wanted to get into the locker room and get on the bye week. But overall, everything worked out the way we expected it to work out against a team they were supposed to beat, coming in with a 2-4 and four record, take them out of the game, which didn't happen early. I mean, I'm pretty concerned early that the Raiders trailed. I'll get to that momentarily. And we're down. It was one of those, oh, no, it's starting to look like the Chicago Bears again. And then 30 unanswered. And the Raiders completely dominated the game. And they did it in a unique way with Derek Carr having an MVP-type performance. I think that performance yesterday puts Derek – back into the MVP conversation, period. And he's getting help in that conversation because of the coaching change and the leadership as it steps up, and that's a big part of the conversation about being the most valuable player. I think the MVP in every sport should just go to the best statistical player. I don't see much in value. I don't know who gets up in the morning and deals with more adversity, who's out partying, who's up visiting kids in a hospital. There's ways of looking at value to an organization. Derek is always valuable. He's always leading. He's always doing the right thing. 
He's never in trouble. He leads this organization front and center. So if you think that adds to the MVP award, then that's what you believe. I think it's about touchdowns, completion percentage, yards. And Derek's in that conversation with Tom Brady, who might be having the best year of his career in Tampa Bay. What did you think of the game and the experience? I love the Grambling State marching band. How cool was that? That was fantastic. I love the pregame. We had Jim Plunkett on the set. It was incredible to see the amount of people as I overlooked the Coors Light landing to see Jim Plunkett and the crowd going crazy. Very nice with all the guests that we had on yesterday. And then the experience was amazing. You know, there were Eagle fans who were there, and there was a nice quantity of Eagles fans. But it was great to see those dirty, stinking green, drunk bird fans leave in the fourth quarter. They were leaving. They were walking right by me. I was going from Brett Musburger in the fourth quarter in the booth with Lincoln down to the Modelo Club. So I got to walk around the con- uh, concourse. And there were Eagle fans running out of the joint with five minutes to go. Running out of there to get on the Hacienda Bridge and get back to the casino corridor. That was great to see. So everything happened for a reason. This team is winning. And now they have an opportunity to enjoy the bye week. And I hope these players are able to do it because they still have COVID limitations. They still have to be responsible on the road. But a lot of these players, they're in meetings today, should get the hell out of here in Vegas, go back and see their families, do whatever they're doing, and get away from football. That's really my opinion. Everybody, not the fans, because we're here, we're always here, but everyone on this team, the players, have been through so much emotionally and physically because they worked out really hard in the offseason. They had an unbelievable offseason workout plan. Everybody should shut it down, get healthy if they need treatment, if they got to stay back and be under that type of guidance with trainers and everybody else, get out of here. Shut it down, turn off football, be with your family and friends, and this is the holiday for them because the Raiders are playing on Thanksgiving. And the rest of the season is going to be a long grind. So I hope we can have like a really good show today thanking these players, the coaches, for what they've delivered for all of us, the fans. An opportunity to have a great time to go to the game, watch the games, and get behind the Raiders, who are now 5-2. and two. Is that a best-case scenario? 6-1 well, and one with the Bears would have been a little bit better, but I think everybody would take this. And the Raiders are tied for the best record in the AFC, and they're doing it because they're getting healthier, they're executing the game plan, they're playing with a lot of emotion, they're playing under control on the defensive side, and they're just playing good football. Good football. Now, when we come back from the bye week, we'll really dive into the schedule. The schedule gets interesting. I'm a big schedule guy. I look, I like looking at the schedule, but on the show, we do it one week at a time. The Giants played pretty good. They destroyed Carolina yesterday. They played their best game of the year. So the Giants are feeling pretty good. They're on the Raiders' schedule. Cincinnati was incredible. Cincinnati destroyed Baltimore. They're on the Raiders' schedule. Kansas City's in the tank. But you know how tough Kansas City's going to be. Denver's on the schedule still. Washington. You look at the teams that the Raiders could beat. Cleveland along the way. The Raiders have, I think, a really tough schedule after the Giant game. And remember last year, the Raiders barely beat the Jets. They need a last play. Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs. They were outplayed in that game. And last year, the Raiders were 6-3, and three and they went in the tank the second half of the year. So we all know. We've all seen this movie before. Everybody looking at 5-2 and two should feel really good about it. But there's a lot of work coming up. And the schedule, and maybe a trap game, 
and game that the Raiders maybe are not going to be favorites. The Dallas game is going to be really tough. Some of these games, the Raiders are going to have to play at a level the way Carr played yesterday if they're going to compete and win the game, let alone win it. And again, I wanted to lead with Carr today because I think this is the flagship radio station. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have a flagship radio station. So does Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll get to them. And all these flagship radio stations, a lot of them just talk about the quarterback, right? The flagship radio station, who's the biggest star in a city? It used to be Marc-Andre Fleury. How's that working out? He's gone. The biggest star in the city is Derek Carr, and he deserves that type of treatment on his hometown flagship football station, and that's what we provide here. And you want to be critical of him when there's bad games, you are. But when there's games like this, which is one of the greatest games ever played in Raider history, second greatest percentage game after 30 completions ever, this should be Derek Carr Day. Marilyn Goodman should give him the key to the city. (laughs) We should do something, something special for Derek because he had that type of game on the cover of the Las Vegas Review Journal, Cruise Control. Carr, Raiders roll past Eagles, take first in the AFC West. Who thought of that cover story? as we sat here in August and September. Who had that cover story when John Gruden resigned? It's here now. Let's stay in the moment and enjoy it. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. We take a look at the highlights to become the sound bites of the game and give the Eagles credit. They came into the game right out of the gate. They wanted to send a message, went right down the field and scored. So Hertz goes back into the gun, changes running backs, drops it back straight. Fires complete to the 10-yard line, running for the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. Kenneth Gainwell, who had checked in. Gainwell is interesting. He is out of Memphis. He is a rookie. And what does he specialize in? Receiving out of the backfield. That's his 16th catch for 130 yards, but his first touchdown receiving, and he broke wide open and sprinted into the end zone. And the Raiders have their hands full with this offense. Uh, Brett Musburger on all these calls. So the level of my concern at that moment was about an 8 out of 10. Eagle fans were drinking. They're loud. They scored. They got the lead. Here we go. And Carr takes the team all the way down. So you you think they're going to match the Eagles. And really, the only big mistake was this for Derek all day. Carr back into the gun now. It's third down and five. Takes the snap. In the pocket, flushed, forced to the right, throws it, and it's intercepted on a deflection, a deflected pass, and the Eagles have it inside the five-yard line on the interception. The ball was deflected, and it was, it was picked off. Yeah, this didn't look good at this moment in time because the Raiders were about to score or get three points. They caught a break on a play on that drive where the Eagles took the yards instead of the downs, and... It was looking like, I looked at this situation and I said to myself, the Raiders are in deep trouble. They're in deep trouble because they have a turnover early and they're down. And this isn't going to be good. But after that, the Raiders started to march. And they completely took over a game like I don't remember in a long time. I don't remember. I'm sure there was a game. I don't remember it. With the Raiders were this dominant as they went on the 30-point march. And it started with tight end Foster Moreau. Second down, and they will send Ruggs all alone off to the right. He's one-on-one with Darius Slay. Slay gives him a little bit of a cushion. Now he backs off. Carr looks to the middle, fires, grabbed in the end zone by Foster Moreau. Jackpot, baby! 
Vegas touchdown. That was a fabulous throw and an unbelievable catch. Foster Moreau can play. He could play in this league. He could start on a lot of teams. And with Darren Waller out of this game, inactive, Foster Moreau stepped up and did his job. Very productive and got a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, we hope he's okay. He's got a chest injury. We'll find out more about that a little bit later on in the show. But this is Josh Effort in the game as Jacobs gives the Raiders the lead. Carr takes a snap and hands it off now and running for the touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs. Jacobs on the day, six carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown. So you have now a two-headed monster with Jacobs and this guy, Kenyon Drake, who's playing well, and he's running hard, and his legs are fresh, and he knows how to find the end zone. Kenyon Drake, without a fullback now, gets the handoff, bust toward the end zone, jackpot, baby! Vegas touchdown! Kenyon Drake takes it home! Drake, 14 carries, 69 yards, one touchdown on the day. Also, Drake, three receptions for 10 yards. So Drake is being the player that the Raiders, I call him the $6 million man. They needed him. They were smart to get him. Uh, Josh isn't always available. Josh takes the beating. And we got someone in there now in Drake who could make plays. And the depth on the offense continues to grow as Brian Edwards made another big catch on this touchdown as the Raiders went up big, 30-7. to seven. The ball is across the two, just short of the one-yard line. Zay Jones and Edwards go off to the left now. Richard is the running back. Cars up underneath James, going to fire quickly. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Raiders! Brian Edwards on. That was a really good throw, quick throw. That's what I like the Raiders to do at goal line. Spread them out and throw the ball. Wide open receivers. I mean wide open. Hit them quickly. Edwards was able to do that. And then the route was on. That's 30 unanswered points. 30 for the Raiders at that point in the game. And you're watching this team just play at a very high level. And they crushed the dreams of Philadelphia. So Victory I love formation what happened. for Derek Carr. Is... Go ahead, Bobby. Play the soundbite. Victory formation for Derek Carr, Best who has played so well. And uh, Lincoln, it's time now for the Coca-Cola player of the game. Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of the Las Vegas Raiders. Go for it. I've been thinking about this long and hard, and you know, I've been critical of Derek's decision-making at times. But today, his accuracy made a difference. I'm going to give it to Derek Carr, who had a wonderful day and really led this team, made some critical throws when he had to, threw guys open, used that accuracy to a tee, and really made an impact on today's game. So Derek Carr is my player of the game. Lincoln, you're spot on. 31 of 34, 323 yards and two touchdowns, and he made the right decisions as your Las Vegas Raiders have barged into first place, headed for the bye, and now they can got two weeks to get ready for the New York Giants. Uh, Brett and Lincoln on the call. Way to put a bow on it as the Raiders win this game. Going away, Eagles outscored the Raiders 15-3 to in the fourth quarter. A lot of garbage points there, but the Raiders now going to the bye week 5-2, and 3-1 and one at home. A uh, really exciting win for them, and as Lincoln said, Derek Carr was fantastic. The decisions, the crisp passes, the, the great decisions he made at the line of scrimmage, 
which we talk about often on this broadcast. All of it came together for Derek to have one of the greatest games of his career. After the game, Coach Passaccia talked about Carr, the game, and his leadership. Well, football-wise, you know, on the field, he's a tremendous leader. He has an incredible understanding of what we're trying to do on offense. And then we can all see the relationship that him and Greg Olson have uh, running this offense is really coming to fruition, right? And we hope that that, that continues. But I think they, they both need credit when it comes to that. And then off the field, you know, Derek is the, the voice of the Raiders right now. And the players always want to listen to him. They always go to him. They ask him all kinds of things. I'm developing a relationship with him as going into our fourth year together. And, and um, so we can have conversations about a lot of things. But he, he's a tremendous leader, both on and off the field. Football is real important to him. You can see by the way he plays. I love that soundbite. Football's real important to him. That's the way he plays. Very much like Tom Brady. There's only one Tom Brady, but Derek's following that type of pattern, that football's the priority. You put everything into it, and we saw it with his precision accuracy yesterday. Coach Passaccia talked about the run they went on with 30 straight points. Remember, no Jacobs and Waller in the game. Well, again, I think our team, um, you know, responded to the challenge of not having Darren and certainly Foster stepped up and, and played really well, as, as we all seen and looked at the stats. And then we dressed Bushman today to give us a chance to have a backup if we had to use him. I think he played on kickoff return, so he helped us there. We got to take Foster off of that, and, and um, we had Markel Lee up so we could take Foster off a of punt return as well. So he kind of concentrated mostly on um, offense, and we still played him on punt, and we had a you know, we had a big play coming out of the, off the end zone there um, with the punt. So. so finally, one more from the head coach on the fact that they won at home. This was his first game as head coach of the Raiders at home at Allegiant Stadium. And again, Coach Passaccia does not like talking about himself. He likes to talk about everybody else other than himself. But he understood the magnitude of getting a win at home in front of Raider Nation. You know, it's always exciting to play at home. We all want to play at home. And this is an unbelievable venue to play at. But... You know, on a personal level for me, I, I just we can't wait to get to the game day, right? We can't wait to get on the grass and put all the work that they've gone through during the course of the week, see if we can put that to fruition on game day. So for me, for us, that's the best part is to actually get to the game day. But it, it was exciting certainly to come home and get a win. I mean, he's a very humble guy. It's not about him. It's never been about him, and that's the way he's going to lead this team. And I like coaches that are loud. I like coaches that are intense. I like all different types of football coaches and baseball managers and hockey coaches. Everyone has a different personality. And we're just getting to know Coach Passaccia. And you can tell it's all business here. He's 2-1 and one as, two and oh as the head coach. He has a team playing at a very high level. Here's Derek Carr after the game being the voice of this franchise after another big win. You know, I talked a little bit to see what about this. You know, when, when Coach Gruden would walk in a room, all eyes are on him, you know, and uh, and when we when we lost that, someone you know someone has to fill that void, and it's not only me, but obviously as the quarterback and leader, I've been here a while. Um, I was like, you know what, I got to take that part of what I do to another level, and um, so, some of the stuff I did when you know other coaches were here, you know, uh, I would always go over there and t- talk to Khalil or talk to the you know Jelly or the defense and get them going, see Wood, all those guys, and and now. Um, I just trying to. I'm just trying to do everything I can to encourage, uplift, and motivate our guys uh, to keep going. You know, um, in every situation. So it, it's not only me, but um, I, I appreciate him saying that. This is currently a great moment in Derek Carr's life and career. It truly is. He's been through a lot of emotion. No one expected to ha- see this coaching change happen, especially early in the season. And Derek is stepping up to the challenge and doing a masterful job. It's a very important part somewhere in his legacy. 
I did a project today with Eric Allen that we're doing with Charles Woodson on legacy. And part of your story in your entire career is when does, how do these moments build to your Hall of Fame career or, you know, your Raider Hall of Fame career or your legacy? And I think this is the moment now for Derek. He's living in that moment in real time. And he's doing a fantastic job. And none of us, no one knows what it's like to go through this and what he's thinking. A young father, a couple of kids, a wife, new to this community here, and has to lead more than ever now because of the coaching change and stepping up and doing a big job. I really give him a lot of credit. I know that Derek from time to time nationally gets criticized. We, we try to protect Derek right way, not that he needs it. But again, this is his flagship radio station, we pull for the Raiders. We don't apologize for that. So when the quarterback does something great, everybody should line up behind this quarterback. And also, Derek's having fun. He loves to win games, especially talking about it post-game. Well, we're having a blast. You know, winning is fun. You know, that, that's for sure. You know, losing in the NFL is hard on everybody. Um, but when you win, it's a lot of fun. And right now, we are, we are having a lot of fun. And if I pulled out... My notes, you know, my, the last note I always write, you know, Saturday night, as I, I wrote the last couple of weeks, is just have fun and I underline an exclamation point, you know. Because um, I, I, sometimes you forget that along among a lot of the questions, a lot of the things going on. is It's just still a game. you got to remind yourself, have fun when you hit the field, you know. And uh, I think the last, the last two weeks I've just tried to remind myself of that, you know, is um, – uh, for sure. I mean, I'm glad that you see that because we are having fun. You know, it is something that we're preaching, man. Have fun. Have a blast. We work too hard to go out there up tight and all that. Man, be free. Have fun. Cut it loose. And like I said, winning is what makes it fun. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the guys are making plays and the, the expression, you know, the swagger that our team is showing is coming out and it's fun. Monologue brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Whenever I'm celebrating a Raider victory, it's with a Remy Martin cocktail in my hand. The Remy Martin sidecar elevate your cocktail game. 702-365-9200 as we begin. Uh, Reggie in North Las Vegas on the Raider flagship. Go ahead. JT the Brick, my man. Like you said, if there's somebody out there that can't celebrate this moment, You know what? I'm not even going to teach them how to do it. I'm going to just do what I do. But we cannot let them enter our atmosphere right now. This was a great win. Man, I called you after the game, and I told you I had a quick story about some veterans that just made it, topped it off like icing. I was supposed to not make that game. I was supposed to work. I actually sold my tickets to Raider fans last week. And they had a great time. I didn't think I was going to make it. I went out to the uh, tailgate just to see some friends, and I was planning to go ahead to work from there. I got a call from a friend I met at in Ohio who was a veteran. He's a Navy, he was in the Navy. He asked me, did I need tickets to the game? So at that moment, I'm like, I got to call my boss. It's the reason why I'm getting the chance to go to this game. My boss allowed me to stay. I went into the game, got some great seats because there's no bad seats in that beautiful mm-hmm. arena. I was sitting around a few uh, Seagull fans, and I'm going to tell you this. Those guys respected everything about that stadium. They were oohing and on. And the one thing I got to see, because I'm usually down in the black hole, 124, but mm-hmm. I was up at 312. The sound of that crowd, man, it's amazing. 
And I hope that our Raider Nation comes out and celebrate at every home game. Yes, there's going to be uh, opponent fans there. But if we do what we're supposed to do, like Derek Carr, the general Derek Carr, the general Derek Carr, that guy went in, and that's how you do it. No matter how they come out, if we come out slow, it's how you finish, and we finish great. But that crowd, if we get our Raider Nation in there and we're winning and we get to the playoffs, that's going to be a problem for them other teams that come Absolutely. in Absolutely. Thanks, Rick. Keep it going. Raider Nation, unite. Let's go. Thanks, Reggie. Happy you went in there. Happy you had a good time and uh, got a ticket that way. I brought my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. My brother-in-law is an Eagles fan, my my brother-in-law, and my wife and her sister in our section where we sit. And my brother-in-law wore his Eagles shirt. I said, no jerseys. He's not a jersey guy. wore his shirt. And he was having fun with everybody in the section, totally respectful, and everyone was having fun going back in him and the club at the Twitch Lounge. There were Eagle fans there. There were Eagle fans there, but in the second half, you didn't hear many Eagle fans. Eagle fans were in shock that they got blown out in that game in the second and third quarter, 30 unanswered points. So the Eagles got problems. It was just nice that the Raiders didn't lose to the Eagles, an inferior team, or let the Eagles hang around in the middle part of that game. And they did that because they were explosive and they didn't let up and they were very aggressive in the second and third quarter. And I really believe I've been telling you that for a long time here. I think that's the only formula for this team. I don't think the Raiders run the ball well. They want to run it better. They have Drake and Jacobs now, assuming Josh can get healthy. So they can run it if they have to. But they're a much better passing team than a running team. So if you want to talk about ultimate goals and winning and winning playoff games, you got to do what Carr just did. Keep the ball in the air. Make good percentage throws. Catch the ball, secure the ball, and move the chains that way. And the Raiders did that in masterful fashion in the second and third quarter yesterday. Passionate Raider on 9:20 a.m. Hello, man. Good afternoon, JT. Man, still, still over here. You know, it's only a regular season game. We still ain't won a meaningful game yet. And 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 the eight-year really career. But you know what? You've seen the stats. You've seen the memes. You've seen everything today. Derek Carr has done something that no other quarterback has ever done. Two 90% completion games. One other quarterback, Drew Brees, had one. Derek Carr has two. Two. I'm really excited about what we got going on, JT. You know I've told you a hundred times, man. I I live and breathe the Oakland, the the Vegas. I live and breathe the Raiders. Vegas, Los Angeles, Oakland, it don't matter. It's that shield. That has, that, that has got me, has hooked me. Something about that shield, man. And this team right now, if you heard Ngakwe when, 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 when um, JT answered that question about, about Crosby, you know, it, it, he kind of choked up for a second, man. Those guys got a brotherhood going on in that locker room right now that is thicker than anything. And, and, and all I'm praying is that the Raiders stay out of the Raiders' way and we don't mess this up come the end of the year with the, with this coaching. I it, it either better be only, or it better be rich, staying in that head coaching position, because this team right now, Derek 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 can't take another quarterback, another another offense coming in. I don't want to see another offense. This kid, this kid, this guy now has got this offense mastered. Derek Carr is a true walking man of faith, a true Christian, 
And and so am I. And I've had a lot of walks in my life. And this man has been beaten up and down. And his demeanor has never changed. And I and I've been hard on Derek, man, because I I just I've just been hard on him because you can see him play so good. And then I'll have that game where he just completely everything just goes away. But I think he's over that. He's bit the bullet. He's held on strong. He's kept his faith strong. And God is going to pour blessings upon this Raider Nation. And I thank God for, for, for bringing Derek to this. And, and the whole the team that we have right now, if you listen to the Foster Moreau talk, the faith that that man has, the knowledge and wisdom when he speaks, he's so smart. And when Derek went down that time, he was right there over Derek praying. And I called your show last year. And I said they need to find a way to get Foster Moreau in the game. The next game, JT, if you can remember, the next game, that Friday I called him that Sunday, they had, they had Moreau with the touchdown, first touchdown of the year. I, 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 this hmm. team is just on a level right now. That, you know, brotherhood like this is what wins championships. It doesn't it. matter how many stars you have. This team is balling, man, and I love it, man. Thank you for the show, Good. JT. And, and, you know, I'm happy to hear this. My heart. You got it. Thank you. Thank you for the call today as we open up here. I just want to say this again that, you know, this is a celebration Monday. They didn't win a playoff game. They didn't win the Super Bowl. But I think you got to put it in stride. We're in a brand new market, brand new market. First time ever fans are going to games in Vegas. There's a lot of new fans, new Vegas Raider fans listening. And some of the old timers and the callers who have been around a while know this team better than the locals here. And the locals now are enjoying this. This is why they bought season tickets. This is why they're going to games. This is why they're trying to figure out they have other teams if they want to support the Raiders. Right? A lot of that has to do with winning. Golden Knights came to this town as an inaugural expansion team. It was very easy to jump on an expansion team because you didn't have to have an alliance to your other team. Now with the Raiders, this fan base is building here. But I remember the calls, you know, eight weeks ago. People wanting to run Mayock out of town. Don't like this player, Arnett. He can't play. What's going on with Cleveland Farrell? And people talking about the previous coach and everybody upset. Now the team's winning and you love the brotherhood and you love the makeup of the team. This team's been built over years with these players. These are the same guys they had last year, two years ago, some three years ago. They just happen to be winning. And when you win, everybody thinks everything's much better. And when you're losing, everybody panics and says, oh, my God, it's, it's got to be rock bottom and bad. It's not. It's somewhere in between. And now the Raiders should not get ahead of themselves. They're 5-2. and two. They're where they need to be to go on a playoff run. And they've got to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The only way this team's making the playoffs is by beating the teams they're supposed to beat. I don't know what's going to happen with both Kansas City games, especially the Dallas game. But I know what needs to happen against the Giants. And the Bengals, even though the Bengals played well. And a couple other games that are out there. You've got to beat the teams in front of you that you're, you have a better record and better personnel. And fortunately, the Raiders have a lot of those challenges coming up here. And I hope they can get through these challenges. Uh, jump on in. I want to hear from everybody today. I kept the show pretty open. We're going to carry the press conference with Rich Basaccia. We're going to have Harry Ruiz on, the Latino voice, one of them of the Raiders. It was great tailgating with him. And Hank Bauer. One of the greatest special teams players of all time. He called the game yesterday on radio, and I saw him, and we had a good time, and Hank's really good at X's and O's, and he, he was on the call as a color analyst. We'll talk to him next hour right here on Raider Nation Radio.
Absolutely. Uh, that's my brother. I'm going to speak on how he's helped me. He's helped me the way we uh, practice. We always compete with each other uh, from our get-offs to how clean we eat uh, to uh, all the way to how much extra work we put in after practice. If you watch practice, we're the last two guys to leave. And I always notice him looking at me and trying to figure out how he can uh, compete. And I'm always doing the same thing, trying to look at him to figure out how I can compete. And that's what I love about him. He's a guy that busts his ass every day. I see a lot of myself in him, and that's why he's having tremendous success. JT with you. Yannick Ngakwe, Mad Max, the defensive line. Turn it up. Metallica just announced. I just tweeted it out over at the Raiders this morning. Metallica and Billy Joel back-to-back. And my tweet said, build it and they will come. So two new stadium shows, Metallica with Greta Van Fleet opening up for them, big show, and Billy Joel the following night. That's Friday, February 25th, and then Saturday, February 26th. So Metallica and Billy Joel back-to-back. That is a big deal. That's why we built this stadium here. Thanks to everybody who was a part of it. Thanks to Mark Davis, so you can pick it. I grew up in Long Island, New York. I'm flying back there tomorrow. Billy Joel is the soundtrack of my life. I will not miss that show. I'm going to the Stones. On November 6th, I met my wife at a Stones concert. Our whole life took off my kids because of the Rolling Stones. And these concerts are in Vegas in a football stadium now. Incredible. I'm excited about this. And Metallica, as you know, a huge Raider Nation band. I was with Metallica in the parking lot in Oakland back in the day, one of the most memorable moments I ever remember. So if you look at the great moments in Raider history, a lot of it's tied to music. Stabler in the 70s, the music that you grew up with. You tie it into your life, and the Raiders, and depending on what you like, you got a lot of choices here. No complaining. Since this place opened up, since this place opened up, I've seen Garth Brooks, Guns N' Roses, Coming up with the Rolling Stones, Metallica, and Billy Joel? Are you serious? I mean, it's fantastic. And you don't have to go to every one, but you can have a great opportunity here in town to do some fantastic things. That's why I always say, call 1-800-RAIDERS. 1-800-RAIDERS. Maybe you get a suite from Metallica or Billy Joel instead of tickets. You get 12 or 14 of your friends. You call 1-800-RAIDERS, and they'll tell you you get connected through ticketing, you get connected to that great team there, and they talk you through several of these options. I'm telling you, it works. I see that staff up close. They're constantly on their headsets on the phones to try to make it a better experience for you. So the Raiders win. I thought Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller was important. I'm still very concerned about the injuries, right? You look at the injuries for the year. Where's Richie Incognito? Nicholas Morrow. Darren Waller, not available. And Josh Jacobs with the chest injury, I need an update on that today. This team is still fighting through massive injuries. Damon Arnett, you look at the entire team, players who aren't available is a concern, especially with this offensive line that played well in this game. Was this the best game for the offensive line? I don't know. It was one of the best. I thought they played really well against Denver too. So the offensive line has something to build on as they head into the bye week. 702-365-9200. Jump on in. We'll get you on the radio here. Let's celebrate the victory with Yosemite Raider, who's in in the Central Valley. Thanks for calling. Hey, JT. It's Yosemite Raider. and uh, I hear you on that. There's a lot of questions still, but I truly believe that 
two weeks ago when they battered the Broncos, the team came together mm. and started something. And then yesterday, Derek Carr flipped another bird and said, nothing else matters, to quote Metallica, who we were just talking about. And I get there's injuries, I get that the schedule is hard, and I get we've been here before, but I, I just think something's different about this team whether it be them coming together at training camp or everything happening with Gruden. Carr's locked in, and these men are following him. And yesterday, they clipped the Eagles' wings. Raiders! Yeah, you know, the thing that came down, thanks for the call after Coach Gruden resigned and the impact that he had on this organization and this team, a massive impact. And unfortunately, we all know why he's gone. But the impact that he had building this staff, this coaching staff, and personnel and the decisions that they made, I thought they were on the right track. You know, I, I told this story a thousand times if I told you it once, that the philosophy was to break the team down from the Del Rio team because the new coach wanted different players. He wanted a different type of team. And it's been a bumpy road. But some of those players that they brought in are players that Mike Mayock and then the former coach thought would build the character of this team and eventually build it to a championship caliber. And I've always thought they've been on pace to do that. I really do. But I think they've swung and missed on a couple of players. Cleland Farrell, Damon Arnett, a couple of players who did not need to be taken where they were taken. Leatherwood, we'll have to see. I like Leatherwood. I think he's big, strong, can play multiple positions, taken high. But the, the free agents that they're bringing in and some of these decisions, Casey Hayward, Yannick Ngakwe, you look at Solomon Thomas, the players that are here, and finally, Littleton. Littleton should have had an interception in that game. I thought he played under control and better in this game. I like what they're doing. And the recent draft pick of Trayvon Merrig is a very important pick for this team going forward. Finally, the Raiders have a center fielder that no one seems to be worried about. Now, he will be tested against Patrick Mahomes. He will be tested against Dak Prescott. Mark my words, there's going to be some film as them, uh, they're attacking Abram and Merrig down the middle of the field. But so far, that defensive pass rush has done such a good job at just cutting a half a second off the back end of that play so the corners don't have to cover as long and the safeties can make quicker decisions. I really love the way Gus Bradley has everybody lined up. I talked about that last night with Eric Allen again. Eric Allen was a not good. He was a great corner. And he told me something interesting today. He was talking about his career and Charles Woodson back in the day. And Eric told Charles, when Charles was very young, don't worry about the route. Know where the ball is going to end up at the end of the route. And that really hit me hard because a lot of times you know a receiver is trying to get to a spot and the quarterback's trying to throw the ball in advance of that spot. And sometimes you want to jack some guy up at the line of scrimmage, bump and run, get physical with him. And Eric told me the story as he told Charles early his rookie year, just know where the route's going and get to where the end of the route is. That's where the football will be. And I think that's what I took out of what Gus Bradley's doing now. Guys know the plays. They know where to be lined up. They know where they have to be at the end of the play. So you're seeing all this intensity of all these players running to the football. You're not seeing a ton of missed tackles. Yeah, they're giving up a fourth down here and there. They're giving up a third and long. And they got to clean that up. But other than that, everything's been fantastic. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Taking your phone calls all day today, celebrating the Raider victory. Mo is in Wichita on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, Mo. Hey, JT. How's it going? Good, Mo. Thank you. Um, 
a longtime Raider fan. I'm so grateful for the Raiders app. I finally listened to Raiders radio. Tell me about it. Here in Chiefs country, you know, and I'll tell you what, all these Chiefs fans weren't ready for me today at work. But yeah, that that was an incredible game. You know, I was sitting there, I was sitting there on the pregame show and they put up the score and I couldn't believe the score. And I thought Kansas City would come back. But Tennessee had the two best wins of any team in all of football this year. They beat Buffalo and Kansas City back-to-back. Those are two of the most impressive wins this year, and good to see Kansas City on the losing end of a blowout. Yeah, yeah, it was refreshing. But can we talk a minute for about how the Condor, Max Crosby, flew over the Eagles' line? That was an incredible play. You know, I'm just yeah. so excited for this whole team and this where we're going, and, and make no mistake about it. Our previous coach did what he did, whatever, whatever. He built this team. He built this team to the where it is now. And now Carr and Ole are taking over and taking it to where he intended it for it to go. Thanks for the call. You know, Greg Olson and John Morton. John Morton's been a longtime friend of mine, one of the best coaches I know, really. His coaching tree and where John Morton was with the Niners, the Saints all those years with He's with Sean Payton and Drew Brees for all those years. Pete Carroll at USC with the USC teams. John Morton's a hell of an offensive mind along with Greg Olson. And I saw Coach Olson at Fred Belitnikoff and Angela Belitnikoff's event, the Crab Feed. So cool that Coach Olson came to that event with the fans, and he was fantastic. And they call him Ole. He, the playbook, him and Derek are on the same page. If Greg Olson was with a new team with a quarterback he didn't know, I don't know how difficult that would be, but it's got to be a little bit easier working with Derek this long. And Derek has so much trust in these offensive minds there with the Raiders, like he did with Coach Gruden. Derek takes direction well, but now they seem to be a little bit more aggressive in the passing game, and I enjoy that. I tell you, the best place in town to watch Monday Night Football is Doghouse, right inside Resorts World. The newest property on the Strip. I went to Resorts World on Saturday night. Took my sister-in-law and brother-in-law to Doghouse. They loved it. They couldn't believe it. Incredible food and drink specials. All the screens. And the sports book is right at that location, at Doghouse. So when you come in, there's multiple ways to walk right into Resorts World. You see Doghouse, and that's where your sports is. And then afterwards, they have entertainment. Great music. An unbelievable venue. Everybody loves it there, and it's brand new. So you're in a brand new property Brand new facility, the vision of Scott Sabella and what he wants to do there as president of Resorts World. We had a great time there. So go on out, Monday Night Football. That's my location for Monday Night Football, Dog House Saloon, right there at Resorts World, Las Vegas. Ruben in Vegas, you're up next. What's happening, Ruben? Hey, JT, thank you for taking the call. Good team win. Man, the Condor, damn, he good. Love watching him, and, and good big shout-out to Alec Ingle. On that special team, man, an onside kick, man. I want to give him a good team win. Let's get that humble pie, get rested and hit healthy for the bye week, and on New York. Have a good week, JP. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think this bye week is a great time for the Raiders to call time out mentally and physically, enjoy themselves, and get ready for the New York game. That New York game plan is going to be really important. Giants played good yesterday. Sam Darnold got embarrassed. He got embarrassed by the New York Giants. That's an important deal. So if you look at all of this, Giants are better than their record, that's for sure. Cincinnati is really good. There are some tough teams on the schedule. So hopefully the Raiders will be rested and healthier coming into those games on Raider Nation Radio.
You know, I'm just really going to concentrate on the way we played today, and this was the game that we concentrated on. That that last one was over, and certainly that last season's over. So we're excited about the direction we're going in. We're excited about the work we've been getting out of these men in practice, and uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Keeping it calm, there's Coach Passaccia, JT, back with you, brought to you by BillsHappen.com. When you need extra cash, go to BillsHappen.com. If your credit cards are maxed out, if you have bad credit, you can get up to 5,000 cash as early as tomorrow, Raider Nation owned. Go to BillsHappen.com, BillsHappen.com. All right, my friend Carla, who brings me gifts at the game. She bought me a beautiful shirt that fits perfectly. Thank you, Carla. How are you? I'm doing great. We're almost home. What a great week it was in Vegas again. Uh, I just really wanted to, to compliment um, just you know, the depth of our team, They're, they come out, they don't even know who, who their name is, and they come out and they play well, and, you know, just to find out we just got him or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hats off to Carr also, you know. he He's taken a lot of crap over the years, and I, I just, I've always had his back. I always will. Um, it, it's just great seeing him succeed, you know. I'm just really, really happy for Derek and, and the whole team, given, you know, what's transpired these last couple weeks it's just really horrible but i love the way the fans showed up oh man they were rocking we were quiet at first you know i thought well i was a little nervous seeing all those all those uh eagle fans you know but we shut them up quick so it was a good day and and thanks for your, your time jt and have a great vacation all right buddy and i'll talk to you soon Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. Great seeing you again, as always. And thanks for the shirt, and thanks for that. It means a lot to me. Yeah, this isn't a vacation. I'm actually going home because my dad had hip replacement surgery. He's 83. He's doing great. But they sold their house that I grew up in after 59 years. So I'm going to say goodbye to the home, the only home I ever call my home. So that'll be pretty emotional because I'll never go back to that home again. And that's where I've been my entire life with my mom and dad when I go back. And then I'm going to leave New York and fly to Norman, Oklahoma to see my son, who's a junior in college, go to an Oklahoma football game on Saturday. And we're excited about that, to see him in college in his fraternity house and go to a game, college game, Oklahoma, number three team in the country. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then after that, you know, it's head down until the Super Bowl here. And hopefully the Raiders are in playoff contention the entire way, which I think they should be. The Raiders are now in playoff contention. They're tied for the best record in the AFC at 5-2. and two. And I look at these games, seven games played, ten more left. So if you go 5-5, five and five, you should be in. Ten wins should get you in the playoffs. But I think expectations now have to be higher for the Raiders. 11 or 12 wins. But going out that far, I don't think it's necessary on this show. At least it isn't for me. I'm not, I'm not never in that predicting how many games you're going to win. The playoffs, to me, are fine. Then you get into that tournament – It's great if you get a home game. And with Kansas City struggling as mightily as they are, it finally brings into the conversation, hopefully later in the year, about the Raiders winning the division. Because the Chargers have that game on them already, but they get the Chargers back here at Allegiant Stadium. And the Chargers look so badly. Think of this, everybody. The Chargers went to Baltimore and got destroyed. They didn't even show up. And then Cincinnati goes to Baltimore and destroys Baltimore. Oh, no. What does that mean? So the Raiders already beat Baltimore. they got to play Cincinnati. got to play the Chargers again. I don't know how to look at this and handicap it. I'm not a big gambler. Oh, and speaking of the gamblers, how many of the gamblers? I was driving into the pregame show yesterday, and I heard someone literally say on the radio, 
I'm picking the Eagles because I handicapped the game. And my analysis said the Eagles are the better team. I almost pulled over on Russell and said, really? The, the lack of respect for this team and organization is incredible. And for those who don't think the Raiders can win or cover a spread, that's why you gamble. You risk your money. You risk your money to do it. And sometimes the Raiders just aren't a good team when they're a favorite at home. A lot of people go against them. And when they were down 7 nothing, I hope some Raider fans tasted the end game and had confidence and went out and won that bet. Harry Ruiz will join us, the Latino voice of the Raiders coming up, and Hank Bauer, who's great, next hour. Stay with us.